بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته all thanks to be for Allah سبحانه وتعالى for these graces he is giving us تبارك وتعالى even if we do not deserve him more graces Every time, the more minutes you live, every minute you live, this is another grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us more chances to obey Him, to repent, just to see how important are these minutes. Think of those people who have sinned and they wanted to repent, but they are they are delaying the repentance until the death comes. They want to come back to earth, to life, to repent, but it is too late. Listen to Allah wa ta'ala, telling us about this kind of people, when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونِ لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِي مَا تَرَكْتِ كَلَّا No way. So, every minute, Allah gives us to live is another grace. Especially if we understand how important this grace and use it the correct way to obey Allah wa ta'ala and repent from our sins. Last week we discussed the case of seeking refuge from Allah wa ta'ala and the opposite of it when it's done to the others it is apolitism. You will notice that in the last chapter and in this chapter also Shaykh Rahimahullah is generalizing the case that whoever does this is a politician but actually when you come to study the ayahs and the hadith you understand that he does he did not mean to generalize but he's talking about one side of the case when we mentioned the APC last week that part of the case to go out of the being a politist if he re- seek refuge from someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he's talking about the problems which was happening in his time when people in this area were worshipping the idols, worshipping the graves, worshipping the trees, worshipping the caves, worshipping things you cannot believe that can be worshipped, but that was happening in this area around Riyadh. Yes, that was a long time ago, 250 years ago, maybe more. Alhamdulillah, that was already gone. But if you understand the situation at that time, then you will understand why he is so strict and tough in his chapters when he talks about such cases. And he gives a general, general decision about it, or general judgment. Tonight, seeking help, which is called in Arabic استغاثة إذ تستغيثون ربكم فاستجاب لكم that was about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he made استغاثة to Allah تبارك وتعالى when he was fighting the kafirin so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made استغاثة Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him angels to kill the kafirin إذ تستغيثون ربكم فاستجاب لكم أني ممدكم بألف من ملائكتي مردفين so istighadah means to ask or to seek help and seeking help in things that Allah only can give if someone does this seeking or this asking for help from someone other than Allah Ta'ala then he is falling into polyism and that's what the Shaykh, what Shaykh meant in here he is talking about seeking help in things that Allah only can give so that's why he says or he said it is shirk first of all he mentions the first ayah he brought so many ayahs in here actually about five ayahs and one hadith let's see these ayahs one by one and see what we can talk about them tonight if we can complete them or we'll talk about them next week inshallah also <coughs> the first ayah he said subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, the chef is mentioning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَلَا تَدْعُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ وَلَا يَضُرُّكَ فَإِنْ فَعَلْتَ فَإِنَّكَ إِذًا لَمِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ فَإِنَّكَ إِذًا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ 
Actually, this ayah is directed to who? To Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Same thing when we said about the other ayah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, لَإِنَا شُرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ So, is this possible to be done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No. طيب, how come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directing this ayah to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Actually, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a human being. Like other human beings. But he is a human being who received the message of Allah. That's the first now. But Allah, because he has told us to take Muhammad sallallahu as the best example, the ideal example of us, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Since he did this, he also is showing us that Muhammad sallallahu if he has done such a case, although he's not going to do, he is going to be like this. Yani, he is still, Allah is telling us, yani, in the meaning of this, that if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although he will not do this, but if he, just if he does this, he will be using. لا يحبطن عملك. And this ayah also will say, فَإِنَّكَ إِذَنَّ مِنْ فَإِنَّكَ إِذَنَّ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ Of course we know that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not from zalimin. But, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that be careful you human beings, be careful the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be careful, be careful Muslims, that if you do so, you are no better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who have been so, and he directed with this ayah. This ayah actually is telling us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in this ayah, that a person who is calling someone other Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking, help from someone other than Allah Ta'ala. Of course, we say, in things that Allah only can do, he will be, of course, a loser, a zalim. But, let's go back a little bit to last verse. We said that seeking refuge, seeking help, istirazah, isti'ana, and so on, if there are three conditions available, then you can do them with a human being. And we give an appreciation of it, which is APC. You can make it easier, cab. You want to make it easier. Okay? A means alive. P means present. C means capable. If these three conditions are available in someone, then you can ask them, seek help from him or seek refuge or whatever you want to ask whatever so when we come to the first one A alive can we ask a dead person for anything even for it's easier yani if I ask my son to hand me the mushaf and my son is here and he hears me and he is capable of doing this this is okay right because APC but can I ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to hand me the mushaf now no why is my son better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Astaghfirullah. No. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is dead. Oh. Another problem. All of them who say this word, there are some people say, wait. They have the shock of saying, oh, why you are saying dead to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He is dead. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he is in the best life. True. He is alive. And he is dead also. Ishar. How is this? Is he dead or alive? Now give us an answer. Make up your mind. Is he alive or dead? He is alive and dead also. Subhanallah, Ishallah. He is alive in his grave in the second life, which is the Barzakh life. And he is in the midst of it. Better than Shuhada. Better than Anbiya. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he is from our life. He is already dead. Who said so? Allah wa ta'ala. إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ and the other ayah, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ أَفَإِنْ مَاتَ أَوْ قُتِلًا قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَقَابِكُمْ So, back again, and we have to repeat this again and again, and don't be bored when we repeat it. It is important to say that when you, if you want to understand the ayahs of Allah in His holy book, and you understand the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about such a case, put in mind that Studying all of these ayahs, all of these ahadith about the case of this and alive will give you the summary that lives are three. Dunya life, barzakh life, judgment day life.
and each wife is different than the other one. Each one has, has its own system. And they have no connection between each other. So Muhammad now is alive in his grave. The best Christ, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But from our life, he is dead. Blessed the words of Allah ta'ala, to you have said, also there is the eyewitness, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, the best person after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this ummah. He said a big, clear words when he saw Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after his death. And he said, بأبي أنت وأمي أما الموتة التي كتبت لك فقد دقتها So Abu Bakr gave the clear eyewitness that Muhammad Hassan is already dead. So we cannot ask Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم anything now because he is dead. He himself صلى الله عليه وسلم warned us so many times not to do such a thing. He took a warning from exaggerating لا تتروني كما ترى النصارى بن مريم إياكم والغلو both in Bukhari and Muslim also and he also warned us from making his grave as a place of worshipping and he asked Allah Ta'ala to save his grave from that اللهم لا تجعل قبري وثنا يعبد and so on so we are not supposed to ask Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم now anything say what about Shafa'a again to say this we have said this again and again Shafa'ah, we will ask it from Allah, the one who owes it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyid Muhammad sallallahu is not our shafi'ah. He is our shafi'ah, yes, he is, but not now. He will be our shafi'ah in the judgment day. Who said so? He, sallallahu alayhi wa said this. In the hadith, which is Sahih al-Bukhari, when he said, sallallahu alayhi wa about the case of the people in the mahshar, in the judgment day, when people go to their father, Adam, asking him to make shafa'ah to Allah, to make judgment between people, <coughs> But Adam cannot do this, and he sent him to Nuh, Nuh sent him to Ibrahim, Ibrahim alayhi salam sent him to Musa, Musa sent him to Isa, Isa sent him to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi goes and bow under the arsh of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, and he made a lot, he makes a lot of mahamid, thanking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the green light to ask whatever he wants and to make shafa'ah. Then he has shafa'ah. Then we can ask him shafa'ah, because in that time he is alive and he has the shafa'ah both at the same time. And we believe as Muslims, as we discussed this in the, in the uh, last search, not last search, in the last book, certification, about the case of Shafa'ah, we said that Shafa'ah is really believed, and Sunnah Jama'ah, they believe that Shafa'ah of Muhammad is not only one. Lots of Shafa'ah of Muhammad One Shafa'ah is the great one which is we talk about now, in the Judgment Day. The second Shafa'ah is that he will make Shafa'ah to people to enter Jannah. He will make Shafa'ah to move people from Jahannam to Jannah. He will make Shafa'ah and so on. So many Shafa'ah. But we cannot ask him now. Why? Main reason that he is dead, not alive. So this is A. P as in Paris, not as in baby. Because P and B in Arabs we cannot say it correctly, you know. P and B, we have a problem. When we, Arabs we have a problem with this. We make them all together. So P as in Paris means present. If he is not present and he doesn't hear me, then I cannot ask him anything. Can I say now, oh my son, give me this? He is not in here. Am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to seek refuge or seek help? Or make istighatha to my son while he is not in here? No, I am not allowed. He is alive. Yes, he is alive. But he is not here. He is not present. So I am not allowed to do this. So if I can call him by phone. Okay, that comes as a present. No problem. Because there is a way to call him and talk to him, that's no problem. But just imagine if someone is sitting in here, he's calling his sheikh, alive sheikh, not dead one. Oh, my sheikh, do me this. And his sheikh is in India or there or anywhere else. What do you feel when you see someone is calling his sheikh for help? Well, he's not here or he's not hearing him. Probably, which is very clear to us to say that he believes that this sheikh has some kind of extra power or super power to hear his students all around the world. That's part of the Rububiya side of Allah wa ta'ala. We cannot give this to anybody else except Allah As they say, one of these stories you'll find, which is really, a, I mean, a true Muslim will be amazed how Muslims will believe it. Some extremist Sufis, and we have to distinguish between Sufis and extremist Sufis. Because there are big differences in here. Okay? Some extremist Sufis, they say, some of the followers of such and such sheikh, 
were in the ocean. And all of a sudden there was a strong thunderstorm. And the ship was going to sink. So they cried to Allah. No. They cried to their sheikh. Did sheikh also. It's not a lie people. So the sheikh sent his hand to the ocean and carried the, the whole ship by one hand. MashaAllah. Even Superman cannot do this. He carried it one hand and he moved it from this thunderstorm ocean to another ocean. Where there are no thunderstorms. Now can you find that true Muslim will believe such a thing? They say, oh, you don't believe in miracles of this sheikh? You don't believe in the karama of this sheikh? I believe in karama for those good people. But that's not even for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Can we ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do such a thing? We can. Because he himself has told us not to do so. If Muhammad cannot do this, can someone else can do it? Who is less than Muhammad, of course. That's the case. So, do not let shaitan play around with us. Let me remind you of the case of Al-Junaid or Abdul Qadir al-Jilani. That's the correct one. Because somebody has corrected me already. Jazakallah Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, once he was moving from Baghdad to some other town in Iraq that was a long time ago. There was no electricity at that time, of course. It was darkness. So he was moving between Baghdad and the other town was darkness, totally darkness. All of a sudden, while he was walking alone, a strong light came from the sky. And a voice saying, Ya, ya Jainani, I'm your Lord. You don't have to pray anymore, halas. You reached the level, halas. Wasal. You know, the Sufis, they say he wasal. Wasal means halas. He reached the end of it, halas. وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ خلاص, no need to... That's what happened in uh, one of the Islamic countries. A guy said, خلاص, I reached the end of it, of yaqeen, so I don't need to pray or fast or do anything else. خلاص. وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ So he reached yaqeen, he said. So we don't need for salam, so mahaj zakah. La ilaha illallah. He, he thinks that he's better than Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم because Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم was praying until he died. صلى الله عليه وسلم. طيب. So shaitan is tricking these people. And he tried to trick this Al-Junaid, uh, sorry, Abdul Qadir Jalan again, with these words, but Abdul Qadir Jalan, because he was a scholar of Islam, he asked him a question he cannot answer it correctly. He asked him, Are you Allah alladhi la ilaha illahu? He cannot say yes. He said, I am your Lord. Again, he repeated the same words. You didn't have to pray anymore, khalaf. He say, Allah curse you, go away. So the light, Gone away. He knew it was shaitan and he was trying to play a game with him. Unfortunately, lots of people now, extremist Sufis especially, when they go for this tariqah, piece by piece, they start with seven days in a dark room, then 40 days in another dark room, very limited food, very limited sleeping, very limited, and hay, hay, hoo, hoo, and this kind of strange, uh, uh, you know, zikr, until he receives hallucination. Then he hears shaitan talking to him, he thinks that Allah is talking to him. Well, we know that Allah does not talk to people. He did not talk to Muhammad directly. This guy is thinking that he's better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's of Allah directly. That's why extremist Sufis, they fell into kufr because they think they are better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they say, we receive our knowledge directly from Allah. We don't need Quran or Sunnah. La ilaha illallah. That's what they say. They say, haddadani qalbi ar-rabbi. Directly from Allah to my heart. Well, this is the fantastic, and if Saudi STC knows this, they will make uh, some kind of business. Muhammad himself personally did not receive the word of Allah directly. He received it from Jibreel. And these guys, they want to say that they are better than Muhammad, they receive the word of Allah directly. This is the case of AP. Let's see in here. C is capable. If someone is alive, and he is present, and he is capable, then I can seek refuge, can seek help, can seek stigata from him. Yeah, and he, just an example, this is a heavy table. If I ask Sheikh Imtiaz, please help me out. Sheikh Imtiaz is alive, are you? He is alive, okay? And he is present, and he is capable. But imagine that we have somebody here, he is a handicapped. He is alive, and he is present, but he is Uncapable. He cannot leave his chair as a handicap, of course, and carry the table with me. So this is not allowed then. 
Not allowed because this is against the mind, but shaitan may play a game in there. Because saying that asking this for help could make some people think that this man has an extra power or superpower. So they may give him some of the rights of Allah ta'ala as some Muslims they do, unfortunately to the grace. One of our brothers, he told me that he used to go to some grace in his country. Some of these awliya. And of course, before he goes to these places, he received the ayah. And he always recites this ayah. I think most of them, they, they memorize this ayah. أَلَا إِنَّ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَلُونَ So the awliya, they have their own karama, their own mu'jizah, their own miracles. Why do you do not like awliya? We say we do not like awliya. We love this. But who are awliya Allah? Read the rest of the ayah. أَلَا إِنَّ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهُمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَلُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَكَانُوا يَتَّقُونَ These are awliya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who have iman and taqwa. Not these who have hunky-bunky ways of playing with people using magic and other things. Say, when he goes to the grave, he said he went to the grave, he used to go to the grave of one of them. And he said once he was in desperate and he was in trouble Lots of troubles and he wanted help. So he waited to this grave and he said, Ya Shaykh, please, 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 do me this, do me that. And he said, Subhanallah al-Azim, because I was so deeply in desperate for help, the man in the grave talked to me. And he said, Oh my son, what you need is going to come to you. You do what? He said, the same night I received what I wanted. Allahu Akbar! Miracle! Awliya Allah! No, ya habibi, that's Awliya Shaytan. Awliya Shaytan is doing this. There was a Shaytan playing in that grave. Because we know this person is dead already. So how come he thinks that he's going to talk to him? If the, if the trick of Shaytan came to the grave and he talked to this person. Because we know that if he does this for him, a lot of people will be fooled to do the faith. And Shaytan have already Swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to drag us all to Jahannam. فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأُغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمْ الْمُخْلَصِينَ اللهم اجعلنا من المخلصين. So, APC will lead us now to talk about this ayah. وَلَا تَدْعُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ يعني those you are calling, they are not going to do you any good. وَلَا يَضُرُّكَ no harm. These people, if, they, if you call them, they will not do you any good or any harm. Those people could be rocks, graves, trees, so on, whatever. They are not going to do this, these persons who are calling them any good or any harm. That's the first ayah. Second ayah, you mentioned in here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which is the next ayah in the same paragraph actually, number 107. وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُوَ وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ Whenever you have a problem or a tragedy, anything you do not like, be sure 100% with a certain dogma that no one will move this except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever he is. If I if I have a relative or a friend of mine who is a minister or a prince or that or this, no way. Unless Allah wants, no one will move this away from you. And these are only just reasons for help, but they are not the actual thing. Actually, we should say in the beginning, to make it easier to understand, that seeking help should be classified into four types. Seeking help should be classified into four types. The first type is seeking help or making dua from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. That's ibadah, worshipping. Whenever you, whether you need or not, just raise your hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Him. When you are in desperate, just raise your hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَمَّا يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَاهُ وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ When you are in desperate, in trouble, in problems, don't think who is the best person to call on my mobile. Check the names and the mobiles they have. No. When you have such a case, directly put your mind that Allah is the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, ya Kareem. 
And when you do so, Allah will direct you to the correct person and He will move the person to come and serve you. Because He is the one can move these people to serve you and He is the one can put you in trouble and leave you alone. He is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala. So go, just go to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Him. And He is the most generous. The most merciful subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will be with you when you need Him. أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second type of seeking help is from others with APC, we mentioned now, and believing that there are only reasons. Ah, they are not independent on helping. Even if he is alive and present and capable, still he is only a reason to help. But the one who is helping me is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani if he is alive and present and capable, and I ask him for help, Allah may not let him do that. He may refuse. He may be in one of a, a single of a minute or a single of a second, he will not be capable. Or he will die. So we just say that these are only reasons. But the one who is really doing it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is helping God subhanahu wa ta'ala is, who, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The, th- three, the third type of seeking help is seeking help from others with APC, but with total reliance on them. That's politics. That is politics. Yani when the person has a problem, directly he pick up his mobile, okay, who is going to help me in this case? Ahmed Ali Mansour, yallah. Salaam alaykum, do me that I need your help. Thinking that he is going to help him without the help of Allah, without the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is politics which is very dangerous. The fourth type of seeking help is seeking help from the others without APC. From, from dead, from people who are not present, or from people who are not capable. When we say capable, we give an example of the handicapped person. That's not the only example of the case. Yani, if someone is here, alive, and present, and capable of doing something, but I ask him to bring us rain. Can he? Is he capable to bring rain? Is he? Of course he's not. Can we ask him for forgiveness and Jannah? Of course not. So although he's alive and present, but in this case he's not capable of doing this. He's not capable of giving us rain, or giving us rizq, or giving us Jannah, or so on. So we cannot ask him these things. So everyone, who, which is the fourth type of you in here, if he asks people, for things that they cannot do without APC. This is, we say it is major shirk and people are counted non-Muslims anymore. The third ayah, he said, فَبْتَغُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الرِّزْقِ Actually, the, the beginning of the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ لَا يَمْلِكُونَ لَكُمْ رِزْقًا فَبْتَغُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الرِّزْقِ Arabs in that time, in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Balafists were calling some spacious, some trees, some other things for rizq. They call Allah, Al-Uzza, Hubal, Manat, and so on for rizq. Call them for all things. Does that mean they believe that these spacious or other things are the creators of earth and heaven? No. Clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُولُنَ اللَّهِ These prophets in the time of Muhammad وسلم, they had no trouble in the side of Rububiyya or Lordship side of Tawheed or Monotheism. They believe that the Creator and Sustainer of this universe is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said it clearly. But they made the mistake, although they believe this, they made the mistake of calling them instead of Allah. طيب يا أخي, if you, are, if, you, if you people believe, I'm talking about these people, if they believe that Allah is the creator and sustainer of the universe, why to ask them on earth? They answered that. مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَ We only worship them and ask them because they will be, they will get us closer to Allah. They will be our intercessor between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ These were the prophets in the times of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala counts them as kafirs. This example, is it happening now? It is. 
When you come to these people who go to these graves and they slaughter and make qurban and so on things to them and they call them instead of Allah madad and so things, they, they do this. When you ask them why you do this, they say, yes, Shaykh, we just, these are putting our dua to Allah. These are our intercessors. Shufa'auna عند Allah. We do not worship them. No, no, no. Astaghfirullah. We are just believe that these are awliyaullah. So this awliyaullah is the closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we cannot go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly because we are humble people. We are sinful people, we cannot go, so we have to have some. And they give you example, strange example, they say, if you want to go to the general manager of the company, do you go directly to his office, or do you go through his secretary? Astaghfirullah al-Ali They are comparing Allah to the general manager of the company. Allah knows everything, he knows every language. Not only for a human being, but even for animals. And they say, no, no, we have to have secretary for Allah, astaghfirullah. Why to compare a general manager of a company, or a king, or a president, or so on, with Allah wa ta'ala? This is a big mistake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told us clear in his holy book, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجْرِمُ He did not say, oh, he did not tell us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, call me through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or call me through such and such calendar baba. Did he? Any ayah? Any hadith? No. Did he say, or call me through al-Badawi? Bisubi? Ibn Arabi? Abdul Qadir Jilani? Al-Hussein, Sayyidah Zainab, Sayyidah Nafisa. Are you Egyptian? I'm doing this because some Egyptian here can hear this. <laughs> okay? Or through Khalandar Babas in India or Pakistan or Afghanistan, Mazar Sharif, and Zamdin Awliya, and so on. Sayyid Madani, Shah Jalal in Bangladesh, and so on. Did Allah say this? Did Muhammad say this? In fact, he said, vice versa, opposite of that, he said, don't do this. Ad'uni. Call me, that's the meaning of it. Directly. What's the reason why we call him? Astajiblakum. So he He can hear our language, he knows our language, he knows what we say, not only in our language, but he knows the language of everything, including the animals. When the, when the story of, and Allah Father mentioned the story of Sulaiman alayhi salam, and he was going to make this Khan, he found the, or he was going in some of his trips, and he was passing by some ants' houses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Sulaiman the capability of understanding the language of the ants. Allah Akbar. Sulaiman, he's a human being, he's a messenger, he knows the language of ants. What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He knows everything subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, ma. He hears the footsteps of an ant in a dark night in the uh, 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 solid piece of rock. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Yasma'u the Sama. Allahu Akbar. And our, our, our mother Aisha radiallahu anha was telling us about the story of Al-Mujadila when she came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she was talking to him. She said, I was with him in the same room. There's only a, 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 a rug barrier between me and her. I heard, I heard some of her saying and I cannot hear all. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heard it all and answered in the same time. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا When Aisha was there, in the same room she cannot hear all. So, those people they, they call instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they cannot give us risk. They cannot give them risk. So if they cannot, why to call them? Why to call them? If someone, if you see someone, he wants a job and he goes to somebody in the street who has nothing to do with the company, he says, give me a job in that company. What can I do for you? Go to the company. I'm not working in the company. Yeah, really, because you are a good guy, put me a manager of that company. What can I do for you? I'm not working in the company. So you will go to the general manager of the company. You will apply, you give your VC, or whatever you call it, to the company, to the manager, the general manager of the company. Just a guy in the street who has nothing to do with these cases. Or a bakala guy. Yeah, just imagine you go to the bakala to buy some food, then you bring your CV with you and give it to the bakala guy. Huh? I want you to hire me in this uh, company as a manager. You say, are you okay? Are you having problems in your mind? What are you doing? He's the only Bakala that he's telling you a big sea and everything. And what he's doing with the company to, to ask him to hire. To hire. Subhanallah. So these people are doing the same thing. These, these kuffar of Arabs, the full of Arabs, 
they are doing the same thing unfortunately. They are asking the, 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 the idols and the stations which this has nothing to do. They need the help of people, they ask them to develop Allah for risk. The fourth ayah is one of the most important ayahs we should really give enough discussion about it because every alim or scholar I know whenever he talks about shirk he talks about this ayah what's that ayah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-ahqaf ayah rakam khamsa وَمَنْ أَضَلُّهُ مَنْ يَدْعُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ وَإِذَا حُوشِرَ النَّاسُ كَانُوا لَهُمْ أَعْدَاءً وَكَانُوا بِعِبَادَتِهِمْ كَافِرٍ Who is more astray than those people who are calling someone else other than Allah who is not capable of answering him and when you see someone talking to the world what do you say? are you okay? He's just imagine now a guy is standing to the wall and he's talking to him, please give me this and give me that. Maybe you'll call a doctor for him, you know, maybe he's okay. These people are doing the same thing. They are calling Hubal, Allah, Al Uzza, other stations, or the grave of such a such person and why to call them? They, do, they will never, as Allah says in the Holy Book here, they will never answer them. They will never give them what they want. Even though they will be the enemies of them in the judgment day. وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِنْ يَدْعُونَ دُونَ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ لَهُمْ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ They do not hear them and they do not know what they are saying. Do you believe that the person who is buried, even if he is wali of Allah وتعالى, and he was a good person, he is buried in this grave, do, you, do anybody think that this, he is hearing him and he is answering him? Then he is having a problem here. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Holy Book, إِنَّكَ لَا تُسْمِعُ الْمَوْتَىٰ Clear. He's telling Muhammad that, Ya Muhammad, you cannot make the dead people hear you. That's who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So how we expect, we ourselves, we humble people, that the great people will hear us, the dead people will hear us. Nobody can say, okay, wait, 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 wait. There is a hadith, clear hadith, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talked to the dead people in better battle. This is a special case. Don't talk about exceptions. These are exceptions. We're talking about this, the major rule that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly told us in His holy book through talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Dead are dead. Khalaf. You cannot talk to them. They will never hear you. Exceptions are other case. So in here, they will not answer. They will not even hear. Plus, in the judgment day, they will be the enemies of these people who have asked them instead of Allah. See the case of Isa alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to Isa in the Holy Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. He said, Allah, O Isa, and you say to the people who are taking me and my mother from Allah. Have you said, Ya Isa, the meaning of that, of course, have you said, Ya Isa, that to the people, make me and my mother as God for you instead of Allah? So Isa said, Subhanak. I didn't. The meaning of what he said, alayhi salam, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Book. No way. You know what is in my heart or myself and you, I don't know what you are yourself. تَعْلَمُ مَا فِي نَفْسِي وَلَا عَلَمَ مَا فِي نَفْسِكِ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ عَلَّمُ الْغُيُّ مَا قُلْتُ لَهُمْ إِلَّا مَا أَمَرْتَ نِي بَهِ I told him all these things that you told me to tell them. That's all. So in the judgment day, Isa will be the enemy of these Christians now. Every Christian now who is worshipping Isa, Isa a.s. will be his enemy. Not only in the judgment day, but in the end of the earth, he will come after Allah has sent him to Damascus. He will be down again. Alive, and he will break the, the cross, which is worshipped by the Christians now. And he will kill the pig. About the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So Isa ibn Maryam is the enemy of these people. Every Christian now, whether he is Catholic or Orthodox or what do you call Protestant or Mormons or born again or Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever it is there, Isa ibn Maryam is the enemy of them. Because Isa ibn Maryam is the slave of Allah and he worships Allah only and he never asked people to worship him or worship his mother or worship Jibreel or worship the three in one and one and three. So, who is more astray than those people who are calling these dead people who do not hear them? Go and see Muslims, unfortunately, 
some graves in some Arabian country, one grave, two million people are making hajj to that grave. Making tawaf in that grave. Calling him instead of Allah. Sacrificing, slaughtering for him, shaving his beside him. I'm not talking about India or Pakistan or African jungle countries and so on. I'm talking about Arabian countries. Where is Quran? Where is Sunnah? Don't they understand? Subhanallah. So in this case we have to say, Alhamdulillah, that we are manifest. Alhamdulillah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us his ni'mah by being a manifest. Not we are falling in these such cases. Alhamdulillah. It is a big case. وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثِ It's a big case for me and you and everybody who is in the right track of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم that he is in the right track. Just imagine a person who is spending all of his life doing all sorts of worshippings and he is going to Jahannam after that. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ جَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرَ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَلَا غَفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ this mushrik, this barrist, he's not worshipping Allah, he's doing his duty. He does more worshipping than us. You will see a person who is, mashallah, mutawwa, and he's praying, and he's doing all sorts of things. Good things. But if he does as he is now, he's going to Jahannam. And he will never to Jannah. He will never to Jannah. Allah told us in his holy book. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ Jannah is forbidden for him. وَمَا أَوَاهُ النَّارِ He will be set up in Jahannam. What about his salah, soom, hajj, zakah, the things, charity, sadaqah, what about it? All nullified. Fruitless. Useless. Why? Because he is falling into shirk. So in this case now when we see this ayah and study it, go and read the tafsir of this ayah, you will be amazed. You will be amazed because this is really cases that Muslim will be amazed and say, this is true. How come we are not understanding this? How come our people are doing this? But a lot of people, millions of people are doing this. So what? Muhammad was the only one in the whole world in his time who was worshipping Allah. And everybody was not. Then peace by peace, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for 23 years he was suffering and facing trouble for this deen, for Allah's sake, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was having victory from Allah. Victory of what? Having money? Women? This, that? No. His victory, sallallahu was that he spread Islam among people. He has done his duty and his mission to make people. How will you people in India accepted Islam? Because of Muhammad, sallallahu Muhammad who has already made his sahaba learn Islam correctly, then these sahaba started to go far and far until they reached your area to call you for Islam. Of course, the grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the efforts of Muhammad sallallahu nobody can really forget. Salawat rabbi wa salam alayhi. I think we should stop in this ayah, inshallah, the other, the fifth ayah and the hadith, we'll talk about them next week, inshallah, so we will not talk more, we will not take more time than we are supposed. If you have any questions in the topic, I'll be happy to hear from you. Jazakumullah khair. Yes, Well, this question has been asked so many times, and I really can't really give clear answer. When you read the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his holy book, إِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيْسَى إِنِّي مُتَوَفِّيكَ وَرَافِعَكَ إِلَيْهِ مُتَوَفِّيكَ means you are, I'm going to make you die and then I will raise you up. But when you come back to the Kahrif Muhammad that he is going to come back in the end of this earth, before the end of the earth of course, earth, of course and he will break the cross and he will kill the pig. So if you take the ayah, then he is Dead. Say, what about Muhammad saw him alive? Also, he saw Ibrahim alive. And he saw Musa. And he saw, he makes them all pray behind him in Beit al Maqdis. And they are alive? The only thing I can say is that the abundant ayah is already dead. Alayhi salam, but Allah will give him the life again and come back. Go ahead. Matter. Yes. Hmm. So, what about the word Yutawatika? 
وفاه الدفن اربك ابن وفاة يعني متوفي او وفاة الدس عند ربك إيه متوفيك The word is mufika, وليست متوفيكا. There's big difference between these two words. Mufika means I will give you all, but متوفيكا means I am taking your soul out of your body. Okay, as I said in the beginning when I asked the brother, I said I'm not sure about this point, so I don't want to go so deep in it. We'll check it inshallah and we'll see inshallah what's the, the difference between the kids Mutawafika and this. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah. Jazakallah khair. Yes. Any questions? Yes. البخاري مسلم الترمذي النسائي ابن ماجه الدارمي الطيالسي and so on what did they do to the sunnah did they make the sunnah or gather the sunnah okay they collected wait a second actually sunnah was collected already in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam طيب you know that Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas No, 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 it's all right. We, we are discussing. What I say is that this Sunnah actually was gathered in Muhammad Sallallahu time, but Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi in the beginning, during his life, he was still receiving Quran. So he did not allow Sahaba to write down his Sunnah Because he was afraid that they will mix between the Hadith and Quran. But he allowed one or two or three Sahaba to write it down. Exact, the example was Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas radiallahu anhum. And he used to have Sahifa called As-Sadiqa. He was hiding it in, 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 in his room. Okay. In this case now, what happened in the time of Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali, they did not depend only in this one Sahifa of They all memorized most of the sunnah, not only one person, but most of them, Sahaba, they know the sunnah. But they did not gather. They gathered the Quran in the beginning, the time of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu especially. Yes. It was not written, but the, the Sahaba used to memorize it. 
Sahaba were the were the leaders. Sahaba were the leaders. Sahaba they were, were leaders in, in Medina, leaders in jihad in Iraq, leaders in jihad in Syria, leaders in jihad in Egypt. So they, the Sahaba who was carrying the Sunnah are the leaders of the people. They were teaching people the Sunnah. But actually, the case of gathering is another case. Gathering is only that if you are bringing the words which is available in a book. In fact, Bukhari cannot gather the Sunnah if it was not there. Right? So Bukhari was only gathering. Yani, example that we are here in the Masjid. You know 20% of the knowledge. 20% in there. 10%, 5%. Okay? So the knowledge is there. If one of us make a mistake, the one who knows part of the, the knowledge in here, the will this is a mistake. And the other brothers will tell us that there's another mistake because he knows better than the others. Now the sunnah is there actually, but it was not gathered. Now uh, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, these four, by the way, died before Al-Bukhari. When you come to the case that how they made their madhab, from where? From the hadith they know. Of course, they did not know every hadith. So that's why we say these imams, although they are the greatest imam of this ummah, still they made mistakes. And that's natural. Natural. The only one who does not make mistake from whom is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So in this case, gathering the sunnah is only gathering here. It's only gathering. Remember this case. Collecting or gathering is the same. Huh? But, so, so Bukhari, Muslim and the others, they gathered the sunnah which is available. How did they gather it? They brought it from a hidden place? No. They gathered it from the Sahaba who are available at that time. Or the Tabi'een, or the Tabi'een, Tabi'een who are available at that time. So Sunnah was there. So, the time of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, they were practicing the Sunnah more than they were just reading and saying it. Yeah, you see, they were, they were saying, Why didn't they? They did not write it. Why? Why? They have it in here. They have it in here. They, ha- they have it in here. They tell people. They teach people. And each one, as an example, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu was one of the great scholars of Quran. Ubayy. Ubayy ibn Ka'b. Also, Zayd ibn Thabit. Okay? Also, Abdullah bin Abbas. These four major Sahaba scholars in Quran they were the carriers of Qur'an. Everybody knows Qur'an. Most of the Sahaba memorize Qur'an. But these are for special cases. Because Ibn Mas'ud as an example, he used to say, Wallahi, I know every ayah. Where it was descended and when it was descended. It was during the day or during the night. Every ayah. Now, Abdullah bin Mas'ud was in Iraq. He was teaching people Qur'an. Ubayy ibn Ka'b was in Medina. Zayd ibn Thabit was in Medina. Abdullah bin Abbas was in Mecca. So they were teaching people. So Quran was there. Can we say that? It was, it was gathered by Abu Bakr after the death of Muhammad sometimes. There was no Quran? It's a problem here. If someone says now, okay, say, after the gathering of Abu Bakr, why Umar or Uthman gathered the Quran again? Why they make it only in one letter? Uh, problems comes in here that those people like Shia now, they are trying to dig into this to make people misunderstand Quran and Sunnah. By saying, okay, Sunnah was not there, so we do not accept it. We only accept the, the, the hadith which comes through the Arul Bayt. Ah, here comes the point. That's what they want. That's what they say. The Quran you must Ahlul Sunnah have now is not a Quran. It has been changed. That's what they say. Yani, Sheikh Ahsan Ilahi Zahir, he's a Pakistani by the way. He was one of the best people who really digged into the Shia beliefs and he made them really understand that he knows what they are saying. He, he, he buys books from Tehran with Parisian language and he reads Parisian and he has written all things about it you can find it even in Urdu and he Rahimahullah they killed him by the way they killed him in the end he Rahimahullah show us clearly in his, in that some of their books were authorized or made or written that they make 1000 proof that Quran has been changed 1000 proof what kind of proof that will be that Allah SWT is sending us in his holy book إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ And they say no, no, it's not. Say, where is the Qur'an? If you ask a Shi'i, where is the Qur'an? They say, it is hidden in Samarra in Iraq since the year of 256 Hijriyah. And that's about 1,400 years ago. Or 200 years ago. And you are living more than 1,000 years without the Qur'an? Yes, they say this. Say, but are you going to worry about this? No, this is changed. Changed by Abu Bakr and Umar and the other Sahaba. So, 
One of the cases the Shia is trying to do is just to, to, to destroy Sunnah because they don't want people to follow Sunnah. So they bring these, what you call Shubah, to make people misunderstand, say, oh, Sunnah was not written, so it's not correct. Sayyid al-Bukhari, how did he do it? How did he gather? From his own mind? Or was Wahi come to al-Bukhari to say, this is the Sunnah? Or did he gather it from people? So these people, how did they know it? They received it from Sahaba and Tabi'i. So actually Sunnah came piece by piece, you know, among people, but Al-Bukhari, what was he, he did, Rahimahullah, and the other Imams, like Muslims, they actually gathered what is available. They gathered what, and they made copies of what is available. 20% of the knowledge in here, he took it. Another 10 here, 50 here, 60 here, and he broke it all together, it will become 100, not 100%, of course. No. Al-Bukhari did not gather all the, Quran, the Hadith, even Muslims. And he did, he did not say that he will gather. He gathered only what he have, could have also Imam Ahmed. Imam Ahmed he used to memorize about one million hadith. But he wrote in his Musnad forty thousand only. Also Al Shabi and Malik and the other Sunnah gatherers, Al Tirmidhi and Nasai ibn Majah and so on. They did the same thing. So in this case we say that Sunnah was available totally from the time of Muhammad until the end of this earth. But whoever gathered they can gather what's available in their time. One of the strange things, by the way, that <coughs> some of these madhabs, Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali, and so on, they make a mistake by saying this madhab is the best. Say this, this madhab, khalas. whatever madhab is there, I will not accept it. Accept this madhab. Why? Because my imam is the best. Say, what about your imam? Is he, is he a messenger of Allah? He will say no. Doesn't he make any mistakes? He said no, he does He says no, then he is saying he is a messenger or he is Tayyip. If we say that Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal is an example, I am Hanbal, fine. If Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, did he have all the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and he made no mistakes? No, he made mistakes. But in fact, each one of these Imams, he said it clearly that whenever you receive a correct hadith from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa throw what I said to the world. So, we people come, who came after these Imams, we became prejudiced. Not to accept anything except this. While the correct ulama, Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah, you know Sheikh bin Baz, as he said to the brothers in here, that he is a Hanbali, and Hanbalis, I think also Hanafis, they say you put your hands in salah, and on your belly button, or underneath belly button. Sheikh bin Baz, although he was a Hanbali, he said no. The hadith which is saying putting the hands in the chest, is stronger than the hadith which is with Hanbalis. So he leaves this case of Hanbalis and he took the case of putting them in the chest because this is the hadith. We are not really prejudiced on our madhab. We are supposed to say what is in Quran and Sunnah is our madhab. That's the case. If my madhab, Hanbali, is correct in this, Alhamdulillah, if it's not, then I will leave it, I'll take the side of this. There is a joke, by the way, just to make it, you know. Some, some of your brothers told me that he in Mecca, some brothers, when they go to Mecca for Umrah or Hajj, they make uh, converting in Tawaf from one mazhab to another because the other mazhab is allowing them to do something in Tawaf while the other one not. So when they finish Tawaf, they go back to their mazhab. Yes, it's a game. Is this a game? Here in Saudi Arabia, 70, 50 years ago, there used to be four Imams in, in Al-Haram. One Imam for Malikis, Shafi'is, Hanbalis, Hanafis. So if you come to pray, you have to choose which one. Oh, this is my, no, no, Khalibadiyah, this is not my mother. One Saudi he went to Damascus to pray and he, he wanted to come to Jama'ah and somebody dragged him. Ta'al, the Saudi, don't pray with him. Why? He's a rat, Hanbali. Hanbali will come later on. Who was the Muslim Muslimin in Qabr? So in this case, also, just to remember the case, that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Ala wa inni utitu al-Qur'ana wa mithlahu ma'a. Mithlahu ma'a, this is Sunnah. And you cannot really worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Quran by itself alone. I'll give you an example. Can you find in the Quran how we pray? Can you? How, how many salah? Only in the Quran, aqim salah. But there's no in the Quran, pray five rak'ah or six rak'ah or two rak'ah. So, in this case, these two wahi whispering, Quran and Sunnah, must be together. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught by Jibreel alayhi salam when to pray and how to pray. So in this case, Sunnah must be alive since the time of Muhammad and the time of Abu Bakr Umar and until the age of this earth, whether Al-Bukhari got it or not. 
Es verdad que es la Al-Bukhari, Galer de Sunna, su igualdad de buena Sunna. Es verdad que la gente. 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 Es verdad que la gente.